Kia ora and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Exeter Trials Football Podcast, the home of alternative football. Join me on the pod via Zoom, we have Simon Nivett. How's it going, mate? Alternative name, football, you know, with the mop of hair that is just growing me beyond six foot four, you know, I will soon be the tallest member of the trials. <laughs> that is the aim. <laughs> mate, you know barbers are open, eh? Um, just nobody mentioned it, but... Does anybody want to get rid of hair like this? I'm not too sure. On the last pod, we called you a broccoli. (laughs) Cauliflower. Yeah, it's looking like a cauliflower now. (laughs) Jeez. What's the the missus thinking about that? Uh, She doesn't like it, eh? I don't blame her. Who can can blame her? It attracts everybody else in the world, you know? Like, when I'm having to fight off off the clunge, you know? Oh. Is that too is that too vile for the podcast? Nah, no, we've got some sick bastards listening to the pod anyway, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, mate? The old flamethrower, she dragged me to the barbers this morning. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been teasing for a while. I thought, you know what? This is the longest I've not cut my hair for over, what, three months now. My dream is to grow a mullet. It really is. <laughs> but the problem with me, mate, my hair just gets so greasy. I have to wash it like every second day. So This, this isn't greasy. This just becomes hay yeah. it's so dry like <laughs> so dry it needs more grease <laughs> you know what mate it was really nice to actually speak to different people for a change <laughs> so, yeah. i was just surprised with seeing your, your your stories and all that kind of stuff about getting rid of the hair and stuff and i was just like it's not it's not that long it's like i was, I was kind of bewildered like this this is a mop right and you're calling yours a mop <laughs> Yeah, it was it was pretty bad, mate. It was pretty bad. But yeah, going to the barbers, mate. It was um, yeah, it was nice to chat. And you know, I love going to that barbers in Browns Bay because it's sort of like a, a man cave, you know. You've Is got... it the same place Jet goes? Nah, nah, he's too upmarket for that. <laughs> he has been there though. When he can't get a haircut in his bougie place, he's he's he has to go to the Browns Bay one. And, um, yeah, I've been going there for about oh three to four years now. You know, mate, when you find the one, you just stick yeah. to that barbers i mean you don't you know the haircut in 10 years mate but i was my one for a while you know just shaving, <laughs> shaving my head away <laughs> back in the days when i looked like a member of prison break you know just shaving the whole thing off kind of <laughs> mate you look like shrek right now the sheep shrek the sheep that's, that's about right i was i was thinking more sean but no, shrek the sheep's probably just as apt one of the sheep from wallace and gromit they're just causing chaos down in the cupboard yeah, any kind of sheep really <laughs> Just call me a ram, you know. But uh, yeah, I was talking to the barber this morning and um, I was really glad just to be back there again because I wasn't too sure if they're open. Uh, you know, he's told me a few uh, barbers around the area have closed down because of COVID. And the, the funny thing about it, mate, they're only given like three days notice to open up again. You don't even teaching. Wow. <laughs> the thing is, though, when you think sometimes we get like one day. <laughs> but, but when you think of it, mate, like, Barbers in general, like you just walk in there, you don't have to book, right? Now these, particularly this barbershop, they haven't got the best website in the world. And they yeah. really post on Facebook. So they had to like uh, create this uh, this booking website. And, you know, they had a lot of teething issues there for the first week. But I, yeah, I was lucky to get in at 8.30 this morning. Whole bunch of remarketing probably going on and trying to like get word out. Oh, it's still a thing. Society still needs haircuts, people. Yeah, for sure. 
what do you what do you think of the shirt? Uh, I, I, I know you've seen negative things about the Phoenix in the past when you've uh, seen me wearing this shirt and everything, and you're like, Phew. I'm not a big fan of the Phoenix, as you know, but I do <laughs> like that shirt because it's uh, Adidas. It's quite a nice one. It's one of the better ones. Eh? What year was that one? This one's from 2000 and I'm going to say 2019. Oh, okay. 2019 to 20, yeah. Yeah, it's a goodie. I like it. A bit bumblebee-like, but it's good. Speaking of the Phoenix, did you see uh, old mate Rory Fallon? He signed up as the academy coach, is it? Yeah, it's, he's signed up. He's the academy coach, I believe. I haven't honestly been keeping up with much because they've had so little foot traffic being going into the Phoenix this year. You usually you would expect like a lineup of like they've probably got one of the lightest professional football squads going around. I think they've only got like seventeen signed up players or something going into the season or something. Right? It's for a football club like that. That's pretty light, right? Like who? But they've really got to pick up their game in the off seasons most of the time. They just don't get anybody. But Gary Hooper, Gary Hooper's still with the Phoenix. So. What can I argue about? He scored the opening goal of the season for the Phoenix last week, and um, we at least got a one-all draw, and that was against the, the team MacArthur FC, who's who's probably looking just as bad as the Phoenix going into the season, in all honesty. But, yeah, I'm not counting my chickens this year, to be honest. <laughs> um, it's probably not the Phoenix's year. <laughs> MacArthur, wasn't that their first ever game? Or had they played last year? I'm pretty sure they, they, they played last year. Oh, they played last year. Okay. Yes. Sorry. I have just the most carbon dioxidized burp ever just then. <laughs> it just like bloated the room. You know what, uh, mate? I'm surprised you're able to drink Coke. Isn't your body a temple? It is a temple, yes. Um, but Coke, no sugar, you see. Um, oh, no, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not quite Ronaldo, you know. I don't go to press conferences and be like, uh, you, know, you know, slander Coca Cola, you know, one of the biggest corporate villains in the world you know <laughs> but yeah um not quite ronaldo level of saying my body is a temple and just drinking water every day still i've got a pretty good body but um yeah not quite no not quite going to stop drinking awful carbon native drinks you know so yeah <laughs> hey um what do you think of the last pod with williams oh you know it's it's really nice when you give those like make a wish kids like go on your pod and all that kind of stuff and allow them to like have a little bit of air time and uh, give, give them a real go you know to have their words give them like you pandered them up to be like their Muhammad Ali and all that kind of stuff it was really quite it was a really good impression of him eh? <laughs> he was looking good you know like fiery you only wish to see that kind of side of Williams on the football pitch eh? <laughs> 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 oh. Hey, when's the big race? What's that? When's the big race? Oh, well, you know, like, um, who knows? I'm, I'm a little bit of an old man now, you know. I'm, I've got frail legs and all that kind of stuff. I, I, I might come out of retirement and do the old Evander Holyfield kind of come out of retirement and all that kind of stuff. But would have to be for, like, an organised match that, like, maybe maybe like a three-hill three Three kilometer race where I'm going downhill and the other person's going uphill, you know, just to see how it goes. You three um, ran around the era, didn't you? Yeah, so we um we we did so we've done like the last three four weeks and everything, right? And um, this week we did around Birkdale and everything. 
which is quite substantially hilly as it turns out. I've been, I've been doing this every day of lockdown and stuff. It's been 101 days now. I'm fairly used to the route. It's, it was steep when I initially tried it, right? Uh, but I've just gotten so used to hills now that I'm just like, oh, okay, it's just the normal route and everything like that. And boom, that, those two at the end of it uh, were both like, yeah, that was quite sick. You, you realise it's like, I can't even remember how much elevation this year was in the end, about 150, I think. I'm not oh, sure right. Man, you're, you're a yeti. Yeah. <laughs> they, call, they call it, um, what's it called? Grassroots. Grassroots kind of running, you know, uh, in the hills. <laughs> from the country, you know, giving it a go. <laughs> Are you telling me that if you were to take on Williams, you would only run him in your backyard? Uh, to be honest, like, Williams is a pretty good runner but um you know we we're, we're competitive you know there was a nice wee sprint down one of the hills which was really good fun and obviously he's got a little bit of gazelle in him with that youth you know he can go for that wee sprint but I, I felt like I kept my kept my trail behind him and everything and I was like not too spent at the end of it I don't know I was kind of just like trailing him and I, I, I'm kind of often hesitant to over overexert these old limbs because you don't you don't want to <laughs> You don't want to have a hip replacement in the next 10 years kind of thing, really. So it's, a, it's a bit difficult. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, mate. I was probably due a hip replacement every day. Like, my hip... What's the what's the muscle of the ass? Like IT band kind of area? Or uh, which was Maximus? Yeah, probably that, mate. My <laughs> Literally, my whole right ass, my right bum cheek was sore the other day. <laughs> Gluteus Maximus, oh, indeed. Mate, it was dying. I am... Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if you follow me on Strava. Do you follow me on Strava? I feel like I, like I didn't think i followed you on strava but then like williams and jack both said that you're on strava and then like when you posted the other day i saw it so i didn't do do not do strava that often or something i, I feel like i don't mate, see you on there very often I, I, I only post pbs mate so it's what one every two weeks maybe <laughs> if that <laughs> i didn't notice that it was a pb it was oh, like, mate, oh, here we go. mate i broke the the 20 minute 4k we we did try giving you a call, you know. After our after we, uh, you know, I gave you the courtesy. You're like talking about last time I was on the pod with you and Jasper. You're like, yeah, the closest thing you'll see me running to is a McDonald's and all that kind of stuff. So I thought I'd give you a call since we're running in the air and all that kind of stuff. I didn't want to um, make you run with us or anything, Reese, but I just thought I'd give you a call and um, offer the extension of the barbecue afterwards that we had and get you get you running there because um you know. Running to McDonald's, running to a barbecue cooked by Simon, <laughs> pretty similar, right? You know? <laughs> oh, cheeky prick! I thought I just missed out on the barbecue. I didn't know I missed out on the run as well. <laughs> yeah, both, both of them, both of them. Oh, yeah. I, I'm so glad I missed that now. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting to record a pod this week. I thought after talking to Williams, I mean, I needed a break, <laughs> at least at least a month break after talking to him, but. I woke up this morning and, um, you know what, Simon, you surprised me today. I didn't think that you would release the football reviews, but you've finally done them after months and months of abuse. Anticipation. And <laughs> anticipation and abuse that you suffered from us, yet you finally delivered. I taunt you guys like I'm a, you're, you're all cucks, you know, and like <laughs> lay that on, out in front of you, just like teasing, taunting. Finally, I gave you that release today, right? Was that Big what it time. felt like? Or? Big time, mate. I've, I've been... You know, all the lads have been blue balls, and they. <laughs> yeah. So, what, what 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 were your thoughts of the first five releases of? Uh, oh, so how many have you were? got then? 
I've got I've just got a few days planned for the end of this month. Yeah. I, I gave myself a little bit of a break over November because it was it was surprisingly exhausting doing all of the Halloween stuff in October. And I was just like, I'll, I'll give myself a week off and it ended up being pretty much the whole month. And I was like, cool, I'll do football movies for the last week of this month and then I'll go into Christmas and everything. So I've got about I've got a few other movies lined up and everything. I released five today. Um got about five more, I think, tomorrow coming up and everything like that. One of which that you've been waiting for me to do for a while and everything. Um, one which is a personal favorite of mine in terms of uh, in terms of football movies and all that kind of stuff. And then a couple of pretty bad football <laughs> movies because uh, honestly, football movies for me um can are fairly mid mid-range. They're good fun being a football fan and all that kind of stuff. It's you get more theater from watching football in all honesty than watching a football movie. But um, one of the ones that you've recommended to me for a while, you'll find out tomorrow, I thoroughly enjoyed it, mainly because it wasn't really a football movie, but it was a behind-the-scenes football movie rather than an actual um, watching all these games of, of people that are football players, um, I guess, playing pretty badly at football. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, uh, that, that was one of the things today, one, one of the ones that I... Uh, released today it hadn't been it was one of the movies I hadn't watched for a while and I've lost it out of my head now that I'm thinking which ones did I release today again trying to remember oh goal goal which you oh, goal. Me, right yeah, yeah. thought it was a good standard movie and all that kind of stuff enjoyed it what I could not stand about that movie is like the way it intertwined like these footballers with actual footballers and they're just like oh god this is so this is very cringy to sing this guy is clearly being green. I don't know whether it was green screening or whatever kind of technology was used, but running around with Steven Gerrard and all those kind of guys. It's like, oh, crikey, this is quite cringy. Uh, like the, the football scenes in that movie were cringy to me, uh, apart from the ones in his own hometown and all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, when it came to the actual pro matches, I was just like, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I think as a fan, as a football fan, like I just, uh, it was pretty exciting at the time to see yeah. those guys feature in the movie because that didn't really happen back then. Yeah, yeah, that's I guess that's kind of that's quite true as well. But I would, I, but I do agree with you. I, I do find the the football scenes with him very, um, oh, very tacky. You know the way that he runs up to kick a ball. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. a yank that's never played football before. <laughs> and there's then there's like that. The great scenes where, uh, like, Big Dog, what's his name, Harris, the the yeah, yeah. secondary um, kind of character, Gavin in, Harris, Gavin Harris, yeah. who's who's hanging out with like Zinedine Zidane, like he's Big Dog kind of thing. And you're like, this guy, no way, he's like a Sheffield player kind of thing. Like, <laughs> he's this guy would play for Sheffield Wednesday, and the guys with at Sheffield Wednesday don't associate themselves with Zinedine Zidane and go to go to the clubs with Zinedine. <laughs> you just know. That if the Americans did a remake of this movie, it would be Owen Wilson cast as Gavin Harris. True, true. <laughs> I, 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 I like that. <laughs> <Would> <laughs> He'd that probably, probably better football as well. Would that be with the LA Galaxy? Yeah, probably. <laughs> the LA Galaxy, which would sell, it, sell its soul to Hollywood. So that it's just like, we need this publicity. We don't have Bix at the moment. We don't have <laughs> these players. We've got, to, we've got to get out into Hollywood somehow, you know? <laughs> out of all the football movies that you've watched over the last, I don't know, how many months have you watched them, mate? 
what is the worst one that you've seen? Well, the one that I critiqued today quite harshly was Green Street Hooligans. It was a film at the time, which I, I remember watching it when I was about 15 and 16 and just thinking it was the best, loving that movie. But man, it hasn't hold, held up. It's blooming. Uh, I remember we might have even spoken about it on the last podcast and stuff when I did ask if it held up and everything like that. And you're like, Charlie Hunnam's accent, like the Cockney accent from Charlie Hunnam. Yeah. Pretty bad, right? And yeah. then just like, it's just so, such a toxic film. Like, it's just so, everybody in it is just awful. And you're just like, no, no, this is like, it's the worst. Like, he's like the epitome of like some kind of like disenfranchised, like he's basically becoming like a neo-Nazi kind of thing, being indoctrinated by by like football firms, which kind of like resemble that kind of like culture to me in some way, apart from they take on like sorry if you've got podcast listeners that are part of firms, but I don't like firm culture really. Like you you like the good fans who are passionate, who are on the sidelines week after week, but the ones that go out from fighting and all that kind of stuff can't can't embrace it they're like that it's disgustingness of when i remember a few years ago of all those chelsea fans in paris that like were on the train and stuff and like chanting that like black people off the train and all that kind of stuff it's just nonsense has no place in football hate it like and that's kind of like the what I see out of their movie and stuff, and I was just like, mm. "Yeah, this is not held up well." Elijah Wood, though, was probably like, like it was quite a good performance, even to show that kind of element. Even though I didn't necessarily agree with the themes, and that was probably the saving grace of that movie not being one star. But yeah, um, other bad football movies for all the selected. You could give it Shaolin Soccer was just great to rewatch again. I, I was kind of expecting it to be like not of age so well, and it didn't really age as well as probably what you would have hoped. But um, it's no no way near the Kung Pao that I kind of thought it was at the time. I, I love Kung Pao, wee wee wee, you know, um, love Kung Pao. <laughs> Shaolin Soccer not quite as good as that, but still good times, right? Just a kind of like. Uh, yeah, campy, good fun, kind of strange movie that it is. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to trying to think of what really is the worst ones are. Big Green, <laughs> even though I love the Big Green from my childhood, it's definitely a half a star to one star movie on on return watch. Um, <laughs> it's like something that I would rewatch over and over again and could still rewatch because it's so simple and easy to watch but <laughs> it's not a good movie uh yeah Look, you know what, you know what i love about these movies you know when you listen to a song on the radio and you that just like switches your brain and go oh yeah that's from that film you know like yeah. when you think of uh green street hooligans you obviously think of kasabian clubfoot right yeah um when i think of bender like beckham i think about in the smile by texas Oh, right, I didn't... you make me feel wild. <laughs> Touch yeah. my inner smile. Yeah. See, yeah. See, kind of, it kind of reminds me of um like FIFA's and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, that's right. Whenever I have like a na 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 What song is that again? I can't even remember. That's Clubfoot. That, that's Clubfoot, eh? Yeah. No, that like that just reminds me of FIFA. 
like it didn't necessarily remind me of goal, but it reminded me of FIFA. And um, then there's like the other, then there's like I'm on fire also by Kasabian. Just yeah. that full of bangers for football. And <laughs> like Kasabian fire just reminds me of the Premier League for years when they just had that as part of their highlights packages and stuff like that. Yeah. Like there's that. Um, what else is there? There's just so, so many like FIFAs and stuff. And I didn't really play FIFA for that long, just like at flatmates' places that I had fears because I don't have like PlayStations and work and stuff. But when my flatmates had PlayStations, then like I just remember all of those kind of songs being uploaded on that as well. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. been the highlight of my year. We are about to buy FIFA. You look at the soundtrack before it comes out. And like over the years, I don't know if it's me being more snobby as I grow up, but I just feel like the, the soundtracks every year just get shitter and shitter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like FIFA used to be like a sort of like a like a stage for up and coming artists to like release their music and then boom, like they'll hit the mainstream then. But now they're sort of just having all these dancey. Everything just sounds the same really on, on FIFA now. It's just like, ugh. Yeah. See, I haven't played it the last few years, but what would be like the big, big song that had been on in the last few years that I would know if if oh. I do know again that is. Uh, um oh gosh, uh I'll try to think now. I'm I'm really bad with popular modern music as well. So maybe someone like uh John Newman, Love Me Again. See, that doesn't <laughs> strike me. I, I I get the song that you're talking about and yeah. stuff. I, I don't I don't See, there's a FIFA song almost. I think it was a FIFA song, and then they it's definitely on this year's soundtrack as a like a remix. Yeah. You're gonna ask Jasper because he he knows a lot more than me when it comes to music. <laughs> the last part about um songs from a, a football um, movie is that the scene where Santiago Munez is running around the um the waterfront there, somewhere in, in Tyneside. Yeah. Uh, what's the song in, called? In the tune. Uh, it's by Oasis. See, I'm just awful. Oh, cast no shadow. Cast no shadow. Cast no shadow. Yeah. Oh, mate. What's that scene? It's like one of the best scenes in that movie. It's just I know, like, all it does is feature Santiago just running yeah. alongside the waterfront. But the whole song is ah, it's, it's amazing. Because it, nice. it builds up because it's like his like luck is going to change. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't give up. Your luck's going to change. And then boom. Yeah, I, I was honestly because I, I had never watched the girl movies. I was honestly surprised with I was I loved the pacing of the film. Like it would really impressed me the pacing of the film. How he just like there's so often movies would, would just like chuck him in there, like chuck him in the team from the start and be like, there we go, lad, you know. And then they would have the whole like, oh, then he's crap when he gets given the chance, kind of thing. And then he has to prove himself from there and stuff. But like, it was constantly like into the training squad. Maybe not. You're not going to make it. I just really liked how it just built and built and built. And eventually like had had a lot of people believing in him, which would, I'm sure a lot of players probably would. And it just felt like an accurate kind of portrayal, even though potentially obviously wouldn't end on that kind of, uh, note in the season, I guess, but uh, it was just kind of cool the way that it, it was a bit, bit of pace than you would expect a football movie to be. Well, wait till you see the third one, mate. <laughs> the oh, third oh. one is rubbish. <laughs> I've seen the synopsis. Um, it is rubbish. Can, it doesn't uh, even come close to a film. 
That's how bad it is. <laughs> I look forward to it just uh, potentially get, uh, I'm assuming, I'm assuming it will be a half star review just from the synopsis oh, that I've seen. But... Mate, it worth a gram of a star. Trust me, <laughs> it's awful. Like if you get beyond five minutes, mate, I'll top my hat off to you, mate, because it is the the worst film ever to be created. Ever, big call. Ever. Even worse than Baby Geniuses Two, which when Jordan Cooper tried to make me watch at one stage, <laughs> that trailer was enough to and make me like want to. Um, I don't know. <laughs> that, that was, um, yeah. Oh, hey, nice one, mate. I'm looking forward to reading the rest of your reviews in the up and coming days. Now, um, this morning, I woke up at like 5.30. My phone was buzzing all from the other side of the world because uh, the World Cup draw for the playoffs were announced this morning out in Qatar, I think it was. And uh, wow, it was definitely something worth waking me up for because Wales were given the dream draw. Every team I wanted us to avoid, we did avoid. And uh, I just can't believe it. In path A, Wales have got a home draw against Austria. And on the other side of the path, it's Scotland versus Ukraine. And the best thing about it, mate, is if we do beat Austria, the little Nazis in the first game, then we will have a home tie, probably against Scotland, which is brilliant because that's what I wanted. I wanted us to play Scotland for years. And for the Welsh football fans out there, We've been waiting for this moment since the 70s. So it's a long time coming for us to play them in the final. And hopefully we get back of them. But I, I can't, I just can't believe it, mate. FIFA have done us a solid this time. They're all being played on neutral grounds though, right? Nah, there's home advantage um, in both semi-finals and the final. So it's not playing out like the, this, like I've been doing a little bit of re-up on the New Zealand version and all that kind of stuff. And we're, we're, by the sounds of things, we're going to eventually be playing like fourth placed South American country and, and neutral grounds and all that kind of stuff and all this stuff. Well, that, that's just a way to have no atmosphere in football, like playing some random country with two teams. Like I'm expecting them to probably play in somewhere like Vietnam and something New Zealand versus, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it just seems not quite right. <laughs> and that'll be cool that there's like still some kind of like home home and away games and all that kind of stuff. And right. Right. The Carlos City Stadium will be rocking in March. Honestly, it will be. And particularly after we beat the Scots in the final, it'll be brilliant. But, if it um, wasn't for COVID, would you try and make the trip? I'm saving my pennies for Qatar, mate. Saving your pennies for Qatar? The way yeah. I look at it, mate, if we don't qualify now, we're never going to qualify. You're telling me we can't beat Austria at home and either Scotland or Ukraine at home? Nah. But what about under the new like the format that they're looking to bring in and all that kind of stuff with is potentially going to be like... Or has that been vetoed now? The, nah, the, nah, 48 the teams. It's going to happen, teams. mate. Yeah. 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 48 teams and then 10 years, maybe fucking 100 teams there at the World Cup. <laughs> Scotland will still not qualify for a World Cup that had 100 teams in there, right? New Zealand could be similar to that theory, so I'm not going to lie. Uh, the fact that we've been celebrating our football lately and how wildly we've been happy with beating the 151st in the world, the Gambia, like, I, I always thought they were just Gambia, but apparently <laughs> the, in front of the name, the Gambia. Um, Bahrain, 
you know, like we, we, we've beaten Bahrain before, like surely that, but they're number 80 in the world, I think it is. And then like the top team that we beat was Curacao, which was 70 in the world. Like, we're really? Curacao in the 70s? I, like maybe I've gotten that the wrong way around and gone with, like, I know that they were within 10 maybe of, now, now you've made me self-doubt myself. Like I think they're within like about 10 of Bahrain, but it might be 10 the other way. So there might be 90 or something, but. The only hyphen in Curacao is the, the percentage of the liquor. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like the, the, way, <laughs> the, the way that we're celebrating like as New Zealand football oh. fans, it's just like, would we'll, you we'll, be proud of yourself as New Zealand football? I'm not sure. No, nah, I wouldn't. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute, but we'll get to that in a minute. So let me finish off with path B. So path B. It's a, a tricky one here. It's uh, Russia, Poland. Then you've got Sweden, Czech Republic. In path C. Now, this is the path that I dreamt about. My mate David from uh, North Wales said it couldn't happen, but it did. It's Portugal versus Turkey. And then Italy versus North Macedonia. So, effectively, there's going to be a World Cup without Italy or Portugal. Yeah, Maybe, maybe both. Yeah, maybe that, both. Would, that would be... With Italy winning Euros, you would ex- like you know how there's like automatic entry to Champions League and all that kind of stuff. Would you expect like the hit like the people who win the Africa's Cup, the people, the team that wins Euro, the team that wins the Asian? I can't remember what their big like Champions League is called and called over there and all that kind of stuff. Would you expect these teams to kind of like automatically qualify for something like the World Cup? I feel like it's Kind of like an oversight, is it not? Or ah, fuck them. <laughs> yeah. If you can't beat Northern Ireland away from home on the final game of the group, then fuck you. You don't deserve yeah. to go to the World Cup. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Italians. I'm sorry, Mauricio. I love your country. Love your food. But I can't wait for North Macedonia to spank you. <laughs> how how good would it like being the not being the biggest Ronaldo fan of all time? Just like a just cocky, you know. Everybody finds that, especially since he's a United boy. Can't stand United. Can't stand Ronaldo's kind of the epitome of United football, I guess. Right. So uh, you won't see me not smile for a week if Portugal will out. Like I will be so happy if he just never competes in another World Cup again. Although. Being him, he would probably go on to the next World Cup and just like make that his thing to be like, nah, I'm not leaving. I'm going to be like Miroslav closer and just stick around until the next World Cup, you know? Um, <laughs> or yeah. Leo DiCaprio from The Wolf of Wall Street, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stick around like a bad smell in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, honestly, I, I I didn't think FIFA were capable of actually conducting the fair draw for once. So I'm, I'm so happy. Obviously, then brown envelopes have emptied out in Rome and Lisbon. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy. One of them teams, maybe both of them, will be qualifying for World Cup. And uh, yeah, it's, ah, it's brilliant. It just makes it so much more exciting in March. Now, I can't wait for it. Also, mate, the draw this morning for the intercontinental playoffs. Now, I didn't know this was going to happen. I didn't know it was a thing. I thought New Zealand had qualified for the playoff outright anyway. <laughs> but we find out the potential side that New Zealand could play. So New Zealand could play uh, a team from CONCACAF, which is uh, North America, Central America. So the fourth place best team there in a one-off game. Now, we're not going to have the scenes 
from uh, tw- uh, 2009 in Wellington. Rory Fallon. The goal against <sighs> Bahrain. 1-0 uh, win. You're not going to see them sites ever again because the, uh, it's a one-off playoff game uh, in June, which is the middle of summer, which is uh, the reason why they didn't host the World Cup in June and summer because it's too hot there. <laughs> so it makes no sense to have the four playoff games. Oh, on the other side, by the way, um, Asia versus uh, South American team. So likely it'd be Australia versus <laughs> any of the, the fifth place South American teams who are all strong. <laughs> yeah. You know, so um, unlucky. But, it would um, be quite... I would love to see it, uh, Australia not qualifying, New Zealand qualify. But to be fair, New Zealand's path is... Like, the way that we've butchered it so often in the past with potentially one of the easiest ways to get... We've got one of the easiest pathways to get there. It's usually just one step that we never get past because... And that's like the last step kind of thing, which is our only ever challenge that we get even four years, uh, if I'm being brutally honest to New Zealand football. But, yeah. Um, what's, your, what's your thoughts on just the one-off game? That's it. There's no two legs. There's just the one game in a neutral country. The preferable challenge of it, like, it, is, the, it makes it... Like, you love the home and away atmospheres and all that kind of stuff. It makes you... It makes you heart kind of like tug away a little bit when you're like, oh, neutral ground. I guess nobody's really got advantage, but nobody's really got advantage when both teams are having a crack at home and away anyway, do they? But, um, in terms of like, yeah, in terms of it, I can't imagine many New Zealanders being able to make a trip for a football match all the way on that side of the world, unless they're already living there kind of thing. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure where where this neutral ground is. Has that been announced at all? Or? Uh, yeah, it's in Qatar. Qatar, yeah. yeah. So I can't imagine too many New Zealanders making that trip, but there are obviously New Zealanders that live over there. Hopefully they're football fans and they can get there. But yeah, um, I, I like it's a little bit disheartening, but it should only be in this cycle, right? Because of all the disruptions, because of things like COVID and all that kind of thing. Mm. Um Preferable opponents, Panama. Panama would be nice. Uh, I can't see us like think countries like Mexico, Costa Rica. Like what? What? While they kind of go through their like ebbs and flows in terms of good football and bad football, because they're like seen as like always traditionally being a better side than New Zealand. I don't really see us having much chance against either of those two sides. But... Wow, it could be USA. USA, yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, I, I feel like USA would just absolutely like pretty much just put us in, against the corner and like just have their way with us, really, to be honest. Like, I, I don't know. We can't get too carried away here because uh, New Zealand have to qualify first yeah. as the, uh, the Oceania representative. Now, I'm not too sure what's happening here, but from what I can gather, the Oceania qualifiers will take place in March. Now, the neutral venue, I've heard it's a guitar. Really? So you're telling me, right, if that is the truth, that countries like Fiji, Solomon Islands, New Caledonia have never caught a plane before. Most of the players probably haven't caught a plane before. They have to go all the way to Qatar just to get spanked by the (laughs) all-whites. To be fair, in a place like Qatar probably lends itself better to those kind of players, right? Those kind of conditions would... Like, you see... uh, To be fair, I haven't seen 
a New Zealand team play one of those island teams for a while and all that kind of stuff. But every time I've seen New Zealand play against New Caledonia, against Fiji, against like Tahiti, it's always been very underwhelming performances from New Zealand, even in our own backyard when we've got like, like there was that game in Christchurch a few years ago where we really seemed to struggle against Tahiti and all that kind of stuff. And we had like Christchurch was cold and miserable and you're like, geez, these guys should be absolutely spanking these guys on their home ground in a place that looks absolutely cold for these Tahitians look like they're cold. <laughs> and then New Zealand like almost made a meal of it. Um, ben Sigmund obviously disgraced himself immensely that night with his nice wee cursory stomp on the Tahitian player. But I guess they were pretty physical that game as well, Tahiti. But we seem to play generally nice football. We're playing some nice football at the moment. So hopefully mm. the trend is going up. But in terms of like those kind of games, I always feel like we seem to go down a peak, like, yeah. especially against New Caledonia. It's a funny one because um, the only time available now to play any football is in March, right? That's the international window in March. Now, there's a few games in January for the other confederations, so maybe that might be the their way out of it. Um, but because New Zealand, like most, well, if not all the players now, are based abroad, they're not playing in Australia or New Zealand. So if they're not playing at these games in the international window, then they're not going to be able to get these players, you know, released to their clubs. Rohas was one. getting some bench time last week, so he's ready yeah. for a call back up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it might come to a point where if, if the games are held in January, right, you, you might have a, a squad that are not going to be in the first team come June. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a reserve, effectively a reserve team. But I don't understand why... If they do host it in January or March, why are these games held in Qatar? You know, why can't you just play it in New Zealand? Yeah, um, fine. Uh, if you've got a neutral ground, make it Australia. Well, yeah, yeah. we're like a lot of Queensland or somewhere, you know. Yeah, a lot of these like Fijian players, New Caledonian players, some of them would be playing over there, right? There's mm. one, like, why, why not play over there when where it suits them, kind of stuff as well. Like, um, again. Like you said, some New Zealand players might be struggling to get even be able to play these kind of games. Um, Chris Woods always Chris Wood always seems to be a guy who's game to come back and play for New Zealand, which is always nice. But um, yeah, it would be and being in Qatar might be beneficial for somebody like him, as well as uh, old Brian Thomas. He he's uh, up and fit and everything like that. But um, in terms of this kind of stuff, it would be nice to just like have a like a neutral venue there it's a bit more local and a bit more friendly for some of these island nations who get a pretty roaring at the stick when it comes to football anyway right i've heard another scenario where if they, they can't play any games in march then new zealand just get nominated as the oceania team anyway because of the highest ranked team in the confederation so you know which is like yeah that's cool but you need games to prepare you need challenges yeah exactly you need that's to just... be a challenge team like we're, we're not we're not exact as i said before we're playing like the gambia curacao and bahrain we're not exactly challenging ourselves are we i mean even teams like um teams who, who was it that played england in this last window that we took the mickey out of the other day san marino, san marino. Right? yeah even san marino is getting games against england right 
How how is it that New Zealand football does not get these fixtures? Well, they did get fixtures. Remember, they were meant to play England and Belgium last year. Remember? Yeah, meant to. That's meant the key, to. Key and, phrase, right? And why did they pull out? Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going down that rabbit hole, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see. I see what you're saying, mate. I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> But hey, um, one thing we're not talking about, right, is uh, how much money New Zealand football have lost without this game at Wellington. It's like literally the game every four years that pay all the wages for four years. You know what I mean? Like they need this game. It's the keynote, right? (laughs) There was the Peru game, like even though... Even Mexico, right? Peru and Mexico. They made more money off Mexico. You know why? It was a TV deal because they sold the TV deal to the Mexican TV, right? which yeah. they brought a, a huge truckload of like, not a truckload, like plane loads of broadcasters and that for the, the, the game that we got battered in at Wellington. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? That, those four, particularly for a, a national side that don't play regularly anyway, you know, that playoff game is a huge moneymaker. Yeah. And it films in the stadiums and all that kind of stuff. And it's mm-hmm. always like, actually, it's the best football atmosphere you ever experience in New Zealand, even though we do get whooped. Like it's always like that that Bahrain game. Like uh, I'm so gutted at that stage. I I, I could not be in Wellington, and you know, I could be there for all the other games, kind of thing, right? <laughs> but uh, in terms of like that was possibly one of the best atmospheres we've had in New Zealand, and we've been able to replicate that with with those other two games. Yeah, it's when we have the best football in the country, and. It happens once every four years. Mm. And unfortunately, this time it's going to happen once every eight years. Kind of well, thing. thing is, mate, from 2026, there's no playoffs for the Oceania team because if you finish top, then that's it. Yeah. So that's the sad thing. Like the, the guy from um, the CE from NZF, like he said, oh, you know, just to roll the punches, all this blah, 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 bullshit. There's no reason why you can't play a home game here as a friendly, right, in yeah. March. Like, can't you find someone? Surely there's someone out there, a man as dog, want to play football. Belgium and England will probably be like, not again. Well, the uh, thing is, yeah, yeah. That's, not, that's not a bad shout, mate. Think of the teams that have actually qualified for World Cup because there's a window in March, right? There'll be a lot of teams. Think of the 13, 14 teams who've already qualified for World Cup, right? Now, surely there's a team out there that would like to play a game in March. Now, New Zealand will probably have to travel for that one, right? But, um, yeah, it's just one of them things. You've got to be creative. You know, you just can't just accept mediocrity New Zealand, New Zealand football for too long has mm. you say roll with the punches and everything like that roll with the punches and that just seems to be the mantra at New Zealand football mm. sometimes just feels like they roll with a lot of punches without actually putting in a block kind of thing kind of thing yeah even though you can roll with the punches you want to actually defend yourself at the same time right so yeah because mm. the thing is mate New Zealand might get a free pass and don't have to even qualify to get to this playoff. But the problem is, mate, the playoff is only a one-game thing now. It's not two games where you have a chance in the first leg to sort of see out the opposition and then second leg hope to win. You've only got the one shot. For a team that only played, what, five games in the last, what, four years, you know, that ain't good enough. Like, um, I don't... Like, we could give... We talk so much shit about them playing, like, you know, fishermen for the Caribbean or whatever, friendlies, but at least they're playing games, you know what I mean? Who's the last team they've actually played that's high ranked than them in the world rankings? Bar Peru in that playoff. Well, obviously these last two teams, um, Kirk, Kirk and Bahrain, which is. is there really? There we go. 
Uh, New Zealand's 110th in the world, I think. Oh, mate. <laughs> Not good, good, really, is it? Like, um, oh. In terms of, like, even in that one-off experience, though, like, can you imagine in that one-off game of what, what, New Zealand football, we're all about the draw, right? We're all about the draw. We celebrate them like they're women's kind of thing, right? Getting in the draw in that game, it means we go to our shootout. Do you remember what happened in the under twenty uh, in the under twenty threes during the Olympics? How we looked during a shootout? Yeah, yeah. we're 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 stuffed if we go to a shootout, right? We we need <laughs> we need Woodsy in the side to get us one nil up and just a whole dead lead kind of thing, rather than going for a draw. <laughs> kind of, you know? Oh mate, do you remember that in the Hagans? That's the last time we're out in the Hagans, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh mate, that was beautiful. I don't think I've spoken about that on the pod. Oh, mate, it was brilliant. So it was Japan versus New Zealand. What was the stage? Was it round of 16? It was... Or quarterfinals. Quarterfinals, wasn't it? Okay, so it went in the round of 16. So it was a quarterfinal of the Olympics, uh, the furthest New Zealand men's team have ever gone. And um, surprisingly, the All-Whites held on for a draw and uh, took them all away the pens, and then they, they bottled it at penalties. They really oh, did bottle it. Like, bottling doesn't... Even, like, in terms... <laughs> Like, you know that England is obviously a team that struggles when it comes to penalty shootouts, yeah. and everything, right? But at least sometimes they're on target. I think we had two shots in a penalty shootout that weren't on target or something like that. Like, just one absolutely skied, one to the side by far kind of thing. And you're like, geez, one straight at the keeper kind of thing. I think we were done by penalties halfway through the penalties kind of thing like oh mate the best thing about that night was i went to town wearing a japanese football shirt it happened to be the, the shirt that the japanese team wore on the day <laughs> oh and that, remember that the, the blue camo oh it's a cracking shirt by the way but yeah. i'm surprised i made it out of hagen's alive now thing is you could never do that in any country in the world you could never do that in england could never do that in scotland wouldn't dare to do that in serbia but in New Zealand, I could just wear a Japanese shirt, laughing at all the Kiwis. Oh, I mean, football fans that pretend being, like being the heel that you are, going. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh mate, I, I gave it a lot, mate. I was expecting to get punched, but no one, no one was shot at the king, mate. So <laughs> everybody, everybody was probably like, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. We, we don't really watch football anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I got smacked, mate, I would appreciate it because there's some passion there. But yeah. nah. <laughs> I could shit all over you. I, oh, it was a funny thing about it was uh, this Asian guy came up to me, gave me a hug. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah. He wasn't Japanese as well. He's Korean. <laughs> I, I didn't realize he wasn't Japanese. I just remember you having a friend after the game coming up. Yeah, yeah, no, because all, hey. all you lot were embarrassed to be with me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey. to, to be fair, we we're probably the only lot that would have punched you there. Yeah, well, fuck it. <laughs> If you're going to take a hit, mate, make sure it lands, all right? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a lover, not a fighter, all right? We talked about this when it came oh. to Green Street hooligans. I wouldn't touch a fly, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so, last bit on the All Whites. Um, do you think they can qualify? Do I think the All Whites can qualify? Hmm. I obviously have confidence that we're going to be playing in a playoff when it comes to Qatar and everything mm. like that for, for getting there. Um, I feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not confident in honestly. Um, I feel like, as I was saying earlier, if we got somebody like Costa Rica, 
I feel like we would just be absolutely bottled. If we got somebody like the US, I think we would just get smashed. <laughs> you might as well not turn up, mate, if you yeah. get the US. <laughs> um, in terms of Panama, Panama is the one that I'm kind of like... Uh, mate, trust me, trust me, for, trust me, mate. They're all good. They're you know, all they, good. they are, they are. And that's, uh, that's, that's what we found out a few years ago when mm. I, I think we were just like, Peru, yes, Peru's the best one we could have hoped for out of these teams, I, I think it was at the time. That's Everyone right. was like, that, that's good. All the other teams are, are on form at the moment. Peru's good. And we got, again, like, we didn't quite get nailed by Peru. It was the optimal opportunity, but still couldn't pull it through and like South American football is just on another level when it comes to New Zealand football like we've got players who are all really solid footballers in New Zealand we don't have that flair we have a little bit of brutality but we don't quite have that real rugged brutality like some of those English players and everything like that so yeah I I don't know yeah I don't have the confidence but (laughs) hey I watch (laughs) I'll watch the live slaughtering take place. <laughs> Moving from one slaughtering to another, let's talk about your fantasy team. My fantasy team? I've yeah, got to so... back up. I've got to remember who's in there at the moment. You're, okay. You're, you're thinking it's a bit disgraceful, my fantasy team, I believe. But, well, um, is it safe to say that you're playing every week? Um, Somewhat. There's been a okay. couple of weeks where I've dropped off, but then lately I've been trying to climb a little bit. But yeah. You know, Solidly around 20. Yeah, I mean, you're a long way off the pace, mate. I am. I am. About, <laughs> yeah, there's no denying that. Um, Ken Cancelo has been one of my superstars, really. Just getting me by every week alongside Salah. But um, other than that, yeah, it's not looking great. And, you know, I make like balls up so like I did this morning where like I transferred in the player and realised that... Uh, I lost four points because I, I made a transfer, obviously, during the actual games last week that I didn't actually remember doing. So, oh, um, no. yeah. So losing points isn't great. And then uh, I'm, I'm not too unimpressed with my lineup. They're, they're, they're a solid lineup, but I, I need a bit more flair to get up there with you, big guns. Uh, well, looking at your team, mate, you're missing, well, you haven't even got a Chelsea player, have you? Yeah, don't have a Chelsea player. Yeah, I, you need a Chelsea hate, player, mate. You're a fool if you haven't got a Chelsea player right now at this stage of the season because yeah. they're going to win the league. So yeah. you need a Chelsea player. I had Kovacic at one stage and then he obviously had his uh, season-ending injury or whatever he is. He's been out for a long while now. And I've just, like, as I've been trying to get in Chelsea players, I've just had a whole bunch of injuries which have kept, like, well, I've had to rotate a few players and everything like that. I was thinking about getting Keywell, and then now he's out for the season. Yeah. But um, James is the go-to, I think, and you've been promoting that to me as well. James is the the guy to go for, you reckon? Well, I'm going to have to buy him next week. So the problem I've got, mate, is I'm, I'm playing by the book this year. I'm not taking any hits this season. Now, for a man that likes hitting every week, <laughs> trust me, I do. It's been so hard this season not to take any hits. And this is probably the week that I've been tested the most. Because, uh, you know, I'm looking at the top six players in the league and they've all got the same players, man. And I need to get the same players as them. And there's not many differentials anymore. There really isn't. Like everyone's jumped on the Gallagher train yeah. now. Everyone's on that train. So it's, I'm trying to figure out who's the next train to jump on. Who's the next bandwagon that, to... That, that's kind of why I got Jota, but uh, is everybody on the Jota train at the moment as well? Uh, Jacob's on it. 
Now, see, that's a one, that's a gamble there that I reckon you should stick with because not many people have him. I know Jacob's got him. So if you look at what Jake's got, if he's got like a different player than what most squads have got, then sort of just look, keep an eye on them. Yeah. Like this week for me, I've gone with Pookie. Like I've gone back to basics. Yeah. Because Norwich, they, you know, they're picking at form now. They won, they won the last two games, right? So, yeah. and I think he's scored in both games. So, you know what? He's probably not going to score this week because I got him now on my team. But yeah, Norwich is probably, uh, uh, you know, players from Norwich possibly. You might have to look at Villa as well. They're picking at form. Yeah. Um, well, it's all these teams where they've got new managers, apart from Newcastle, who are dog shit. I would expect Arsenal to keep a clean sheet this week. So if you've got any Arsenal players, uh, you've got Ben White, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've got to play just, him. You've got to play him. I've got him in there. I just thought that, yeah, yeah. New, Newcastle, uh, like I've kind of got a team this week that's very much determined by people that they're playing and everything. So I, I took out the Brentford players Although you're telling me to put him Bueno back in, um, I might end up doing that for Townsend. Just uh, yeah, you might as well. I'm, I'm not too sure who's going to win out of that. That's the main match that I'm not too sure about this week out of Everton and Brentford. That result could go either way, in my opinion. But uh, I, I don't know what your thoughts are there. But then when you think about my other players, got um, Cancillo in there. He's just been in really good form. I feel like Gemini's have got. Up front, they're playing Norwich. Norwich have been gaining in form, but I was hoping for a, I was hoping for like a, I feel like Wolves have just been constant all season and all that kind of stuff. And I'm hoping for them to maintain and get a, get a win in that one. Um, obviously, uh, when it comes to Jota, I got, I, I got him in there last week, in the last week, and they're playing Southampton. Southampton haven't looked great this season. They're picking up slightly, but um, I expect Liverpool to absolutely do them this week. Mm. One of my big concerns is, uh, like, if, in terms of there's, like, the whole triple captaincy and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> when to play the triple captaincy and all that kind of stuff. Like, you want to play triple captaincy on Salah for a game against somebody like Southampton and then him just to rip them apart. No, no, no. But then, the concern, then the concern is that he doesn't even play that game at all because they're like, oh, we can rest him this game, right? Not <laughs> just that, but you, you only use triple captain with double week. Don't do it on a single game. Yeah. Double week, mate. You've got to save that. Trust yeah. me, anything you learn from the king of fantasy football, Jake yeah, Whitford. He, he does say that. that. Like, unless you're playing like Brentford under 12s, then yeah, by all means, triple captain Salah. But you ain't playing under 12s, mate. This is the Premier yeah. League. True. Yeah. <laughs> um, so got, uh, got don't, don't you even think about that. Honestly, mate, I, I, I'll give you 100 bucks, mate. I'll give you 100 bucks <laughs> if he did do it this week and Salah got more than 10 points. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Triple captain. Um, <laughs> but then, then there's the, always the old uh, bench booster as well, which uh, I never know when to use a bench booster. Nah, don't I'm, touch I'm, that. I'm happy at the moment with my bench. My bench looks really good, but um, because I don't like, I'll finally. Mate, all your bench is injured. No, I've taken them all out now. Oh, all, well, all last week, I looked at your bench last week, mate. Yeah, You're this one I'm injured. talking about. I, I had so many injuries last week. I've just been trying to like get all of those players kind of out. And yeah, so I've finally rotated those players, even though it meant four points, which I, I didn't realize I accidentally cost myself needed four points. But mm. hey, I'll take the hit. <laughs> you know, the injuries. The one player that I'm so surprised that you've got on your team still to this day is Jamie Vardy. Jamie Vardy, yeah. I, I just find him to, 
he has his really good weeks and he, like he's still one of the highest scoring players. I guess what we're all coming from is that he's quite expensive for considering how much points he has. Is that the main? Wow. Yeah. He's been shit, hasn't he? <laughs> well, he? He's still been better than somebody like Harry Kane. All right. I'll bring it out for you now, mate. Okay. So I signed Vardy back in game eight. He ain't scored a goal for me. Yeah. Now, this is my bad luck of strikers, right? So we're uh, 12 game weeks now into the season, and I've only had five goals from strikers this whole season. Five <laughs> goals. I'm, I'm now, not su- this season's last... been ridiculous for that, though. Like... Hey, shocking. I know that, but listen to this one, right? So Ivan Tony scored last week, right? Game week 12 for me. Now, that was my first goal from a striker since game week five. Jesus. Now, how the hell am I in the top 10 with that record? It's shocking. It's because this season has been really weighted towards mid, like attacking midfielders, right? Like, well, Salah's carrying me, mate, because honestly... But, but everybody's I, got Salah. How can Salah be carrying you? In- well, no, I, I backed Salah from the start. I, I had him from the start as well. Was your um, captain, though? Uh, he... I'm fairly sure he was. Oh, well, that first week that everybody got like a really good kickstart on and I didn't save him as my captain kind of thing. And was that first week or second week? I can't even remember that now where everybody had him as captain and then got them like, was it 30 points or something? Something crazy. <laughs> yeah, first the first week he got 34 points as a captain. Yeah. The second but- week, well, I went with uh, Fernandez. He got me two points. <laughs> and then ever since then, I've not looked back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, I'm pretty sure I was I pretty much meant to have, have had him as my captain the whole time, except for I missed that really big haul in the first week when I didn't save my team. And I think I had freaking Ben White as my captain that week. And Arsenal would blimmin' lost, like, 2-3-0 or something. Ugh. It hasn't been good for those kind of things this, this year. Oh, oh, oh. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm all right. I might not be your most informative podcast guest. I'm just here for the good looks and the entertainment. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Tell you what, mate. I only plan to record some like 40 minutes with you, but it's lasted well over an hour. <laughs> there we go. So, uh, and, and you'll have to edit it to probably being about 20 minutes. 20 minutes is probably usable, right? <laughs> right. If you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Um, nice to have you on. And by the way, mate, I'm going to confirm this now. You are one of my special guests for the Christmas episode. Oh, there we go. Do I have to wear a Christmas hat or something? Uh, I'll sort you guys out. So you're the first one. You're the first one confirmed. Um, and I'll, I'll be seeing you in a few weeks' time, all right? Christmas movies incoming. <laughs> but please don't be offended if my missus thinks that you're a sheep walking through the door, okay? So. No, that's, that's all right. You, sure. might, you may want to get a trim beforehand. <laughs> a nice wee shear. We, we call it a shear as a sheep, you know? A nice wee shearing. <laughs> oh, mate, last words for you? Uh, yeah, well, um, not too many last words. Obviously, looking forward to this Christmas episode. Looking forward to getting a few more Christmas, um, sorry, football reviews out. If anybody wants to, like, I don't know who looks at those reviews apart from you and a couple of my friends on Facebook who just want to have a good argument about anything, Reese. But um, 
the letter I've got a the letterbox account is Simon and then from the, the really terrible and then joke from uh dude where's my car um I don't know whether you can just follow through email which would be just sj and then my last name at gmail.com on there but it would be good to kind of have a few people on there to just talk about movies with and everything um but yeah other than that hope you enjoyed uh the entertainment and the the luscious locks can you do the stay classy for me what's that do the stay classy for me you can sign off with that what's the stay class um stay classy san diego will ferrell uh-huh. anchorman anchorman yeah i'm struggling to oh oh my gosh i had no idea what you just said all right go fuck yourself a minute no <laughs> <laughs> No, you stay classy, Santiago. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> I can't believe I had no idea what you just said. I was just like, what? You st- I thought you were speaking Welsh to me, mate. <laughs> I was like, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, anyway, thank you for listening to another episode of the Extra Trials Football Podcast. Well, we talked about some football there, but I mean, if you didn't like it, then fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> just watch the vids. Oh, have a good one. Kakeidano. <laughs>